you know, what, what's like your, your best tip for organizing digitally? Mm. It's what I call P do. That's P D E W P do P do. You got to P do it. And what that is, is that's paper. Okay. Yes. Digital documents, email, and your web browser. Those are four areas of your life holding your information. Yep. They must all have the exact same information structure. So when you think about the outline of folders, of file folders that you might have, yes, in a file cabinet drawer, or your inbox folders, your document folders, keep the structure exactly the same in every one of those environments and really put some thought into what you want that structure to be. Sure. And there's no right or wrong. It really has to be based on how you think. Welcome to the Million Dollar Equation podcast, a podcast about the easiest, fastest way to build a million dollar business based on the best-selling book, The Million Dollar Equation. If you love business, each episode reveals all of the core fundamental essentials for growth. Now, Here's your host, Rochelle Shaw. Yay, yay, yay. Hi, we're back. We're back. We're back with probably one of my oldest friends <laughs> in time that we've spent so many times <laughs> together on TV and off TV together um, because she is one of the Fox 5 dream teams. So she's been doing so many segments for them. And today I'm so lucky and honored to have my friend, Brenda Prenzavalli with me. Everybody say hello, hello, yay! That's awesome. So Brenda, I, I don't do intros because I think I'd love for you to tell them how wonderful you are. So just really quickly, can you give everybody just an overview of who you are and what you're gonna talk about today? Oh, I would love to. And thanks. I'm so excited to be here. Um, you know, I have been, I always like to say I've been organizing since I could stack my blocks, alphabetical and color coded. So, <laughs> so this has been in my blood for quite a while, you might say. And it's, um, I feel as though this is, I've been blessed with this is how I see the world. And I have a background in education. And so what I feel as though is my calling, my purpose is really to teach people how to see the world this way. And it brings me such joy to help people, whether it is entrepreneurs, people in their personal life. And I've done the whole gamut from, you know, somebody in their home and their personal life all the way up to corporations. And organization is such a universal need that, um, you know, everybody can use a little greater organization, a little better productivity um, to get the results in the lifestyle that we want to live. Yep. Yeah, and, and that's so true because I, I one of the uh, I was speaking a couple weeks ago and to the group I was talking about when you go to a networking event, right? Already have your follow up done before you go to the event. Yeah, you can you can fill in the blank with little things, but if you have just your template done, that when you get home, you can just send them on out. And they were like, "Oh my gosh, that's a great tip." And I'm laughing because, of course, you know, we all know who I learned that from. <laughs> but, but what I said is that, you know, what will happen is that so many entrepreneurs aren't really organized. And so when they see that you are, they will want to work with you and they will find a way, which is, you know, a, most the best way of marketing is getting people to come to you instead of you having to chase them. So I think that this organization productivity tools is such a key component to entrepreneurs um what you know do you feel the same way you know do you normally work with entrepreneurs i mean i know that you run the gamut but what do you see as their biggest problem um i think what happens with entrepreneurs predominantly is that they have selected a career or a um a business, you might say, that is based on their talent, their skill, their creativity. And so when it comes to that, they want to create their livelihood based on that. So they're not necessarily really top-notch business-minded, nothing against them in any way, shape, or form, but it's not their top skill. Their top skill is their creativity and their talent. So to be able to really help those individuals in particular to find how to be a business person and still live their dream of generating their income based on their talent, their skill, their area of massive interest. 
that is where the magic happens. Yep, I, I, I agree. So days keep getting more and more packed with obligations, schedules, and if we're lucky, some personal time, right? I mean, even um, I found that yesterday I didn't get to the gym and it's like, ah, oh, you know, but because the productivity isn't right sometimes and I don't have it, um, what, where and how can we become more productive, organized, and effective? Well, you know, one of the things that happens when people first have that thought is they look at themselves and they blame themselves. Yeah. That's well, if I could just type faster. Oh, if I could just remember to do those tasks. If I could just have a program that I knew better. Um, if I could just have two extra hours every day. So unfortunately, what people do is they at first blame themselves. Yeah. And sometimes what happens is that it's just simply a fact that there are productivity tools available to all of us. And if we could use them a little bit more effectively, you're going to find that you're not blaming yourself. You're actually getting those tasks done. You're getting those results at the end of the day, at the end of the month. You're seeing higher revenue. You're getting a little bit more free time for yourself. Wouldn't that be awesome that you actually have a little bit of personal time? Um, do you remember what that is? <laughs> Personal yeah. time. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think that that so often, especially um, for entrepreneurs or salespeople, that we're always in in a rush and we we have this crazy guilt. And you know, one of the best tips that, that I ever heard from you, and I say it probably a thousand times when people ask me, is you know, when I moved to my home office, I struggled really struggled with my productivity and with having, you know, I'd walk by that laundry basket and go, Ooh, I should be doing laundry. Right. And I'd feel guilty. And then I'd get in my office and while I was doing laundry, you'd be like, Oh, I should have been following up. And the one thing that you said to me is you said, just give everything a time. So make laundry Tuesdays at two o'clock so that when you <laughs> walk by your laundry, you can say, Oh, I'm going to do it Tuesdays at two o'clock so that I don't feel guilty while I'm sitting at my desk. And that, that was like liberating for me. I, I finally went, okay. You know? So when I see the towels, I go Tuesdays at two o'clock. Right. Right. I have a date with those towels on Tuesday. <laughs> I'm not upset about the fact. And then I stopped blaming myself and I got rid of that guilt, that guilt Good. because the, the guilt was, paralyzing for me and really made me feel as if I was failing everywhere. Right. And one of the things that happens with that, I, the, I, I want to come back to what you're saying because it's so important. But the other thing that does happen is that, you know, the little wind up toys that yeah. you wind them up and they, they hop and then they hit a wall and then they bounce back and then they go and they hit another wall. And then but sometimes when you're not very clear about what you need to do or you're feeling like you're trying to do 10 things at once, yeah. you're simply a wind up toy that just keeps bouncing against the wall. And that is not going to get you the results that you want. No, no. Yeah. And what you said, I think, is really, really important. And that's the other aspect of the productivity tools. And we're going to talk about that. But you really need to make it match your style. A lot of people think that what they need to do is adopt some program that somebody else has subscribed, you know, prescribed. Yep. And it really doesn't totally fit you. And so it is part of what we're going to talk about today is how do you individualize it? Because that's the secret sauce. That is finding what it is that works for you. What is the program? What is the, the time frame? What is the layout? Is it paper? Is it digital? All those different things because you have to make it work for you. Yes, yes, yes. And I, and I find that when I was trying multiple things, I couldn't find one that would work for me. So I, I am a combination. I do have some digital, but paper is, you know, and it might be because I'm of a particular age. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. But I love to write them, write things down. That That's just it. it I think it solidifies in my brain with that. But that was something else that you taught me that, 
you know, freed me again of it doesn't just have to be one way. It needs to be customized. But you said that you have a, a foundation to this productivity. So how, how, how does that work? You said, our, uh, you know, what is the productivity tool? How is it going to work? You know, is it napkins or my memory or or uh, my favorite <laughs> is uh is um old envelopes like i have 50 old envelopes that i'm like writing on constantly and then i go oh did i need that bill <laughs> i don't know but so what what what's a real great productivity tool how do you define it well i define it in this way that a productivity tool is something that is going to capture your tasks capture the steps that you need to take and your ideas that's the first part once it has those, what it needs to do is hold them in a very categorized location. Then it needs to remind you when it's time to revisit it or when it's time to actually take action on it. The bonus in the end part is that it tracks that it actually has been completed. And this can be paper or digital. And like you said, there's a lot of different types of productivity tools. There's checklists, sticky notes, digital calendars, physical calendars, notes in a phone, project management programs, CRMs. And as you said, yes, they sneak in envelopes, napkins. And, you know, uh, I mean, we, we, we have to really, the, the thing that you have to do for yourself is be truthful about it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people say, Well, I just try and remember that I'm supposed to do it. So if your memory is one of your productivity tools, you got to be honest about it and you got to make it work the best for you. So we'll, we'll, we'll be um, giving you the link to the ginkgo biloba (laughs) when we're done. (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, my, of course, my memory that used to be my best productivity tool. And I was great at it. I was great with names. I can remember dates and times. And we were we were giggling about pictures in my office. And she goes, you know, and I remembered that you actually helped me buy those. And then you bought them for me, you know. And you're like, how did you even remember that? And I, I was talking uh, yesterday with a friend of mine about um, a time that we met. And I remembered what I had on. Right? And then he goes, how did you remember that? You know, so there's some things, but man, now it's not like it used to be. And so I've had to transition to these productivity tools. And and I've probably made every mistake that you've ever seen. But I know that there are some big, big mistakes and things that really concern you. And so what what would you say that those are? Well, there are, there are a variety of concerns, but my top concern happens in this area. And it's what I call duplication and things slipping through the cracks. The duplication part with our productivity tools is whatever it is that we're using, sometimes we have this really bad habit. I'm calling it as it is, it's a bad habit. And what we do is we put things in two different places. Yeah. You might put it in your calendar, And then you're like, oh, I think I'll just write my list of the things that are on my calendar because sometimes that writing does feel good. Or you put your appointments on a wall calendar and then you turn around and you put it in your digital calendar or you review your project management system and here's your list of tasks for the day and you write them down. You are just doubling the amount of time you are spending on every one of those tasks. And that to me is of great concern when we're talking about limited time, getting a lot of things done. And so that's an awareness. So as you're thinking about this, when we're all done here and you're looking at yourself and how you're actually operating, think about, are you duplicating? And that's a really, really big concern. And the second part, which is slipping through the cracks, is that if you don't have a very defined system that Sometimes you might write it down. Sometimes you might put it in a digital calendar. And so it's not going to be in the one that is either to remind you where you're looking at. And you're like, oh, oh, I forgot I was supposed to be at that appointment. And now something has slipped through the cracks. And those are real concerns I have about how people use their productivity tools. Yeah, well, I think it, it's, you know, every year I get a new planner, right? And um I used to love my accomplishment journal, just so you know, you know, one that you, that you helped um, write. It was, it was, I have now put that in my journal 
so that mm. every day I write down what I accomplish and I really try to, but, but I end up, especially, you know, I'm in a three story and by the time I'm upstairs, I'm like, Ooh, that's downstairs. So do I feel like going to get it here? I'll just put it on this note here or I'll just put it in my phone. And so if you could see like my emails, I'm sending emails to myself to remind me to put it in. So that duplication, the slipping through the cracks, all of those things that now do, um, do, do we have a guilty party here somewhere? <laughs> that is me. And so all of those things that you're saying is so true. So that, that, that what it's doing is stealing my free time. And that's why I was doing it to begin with. Right. Hey, 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 MDE Nation. <laughs> have you grabbed the original, the OG book, the book that started it all? the book the million dollar equation that was my original passion project where everybody kept asking me Michelle tell me how you rebuilt back your million dollar business how in the world did you come back from losing it all how in the world did you do it and I sat and I spent two weeks and I wrote the million dollar equation so it sounds exactly how I talk if you put my voice to it while you're reading it you will feel the essence of me but you will also learn some really great valuable lessons on how to build your own million dollar business yep you can grab it right there on Amazon Um, I know that uh, when you're looking for a productivity tool, you know, do you have like a specific criteria for for chronic folks like me who like can't seem to get it together? Well, there's there's a multitude of really fabulous programs out there. And so it's it's really about the criteria that you need when you're selecting them. And so two of the things that I always ask people to look at. The first one is sharing. Are you going to need to share tasks, news, calendar items, any of those things? Do they need to be shared with anybody else? And for any, you know, I mean, there's you can give assignments to people. You can, um, you know, sending people appointments. Does anybody need to see your appointments so that they can schedule on your behalf? Um, you know, will you be receiving tasks from anybody else? And do you need to know if you've assigned a task to somebody else or that it's, you know, whether it's a team member or a partner or somebody who's working for you, an admin person, that they've actually completed it? So you really have to look at the capacity of this tool to do sharing if that's something that's very critical to how you operate and what you do in your business. Sure. The second part really is syncing. And we know we've got desktops, laptops, tablets, we've got phones, we've got all kinds of, you know, you might have a computer at an office and you might have one actually at home. So what you need to really check is the syncing capability and the speed of calendars, tasks, projects. You know, there's nothing that makes me giggle more <laughs> than when I put a task in one of my favorite productivity tools, and I'll share that one with you later. Um, and it immediately shows up in another device. I mean, bing, there it is, just like that. And I'm like, perfect, you are working as designed. Because if you're not able to sync across devices, then you're really limiting yourself to only being able to have that one digital tool. And we wanna have that variety. That's why we have all these devices in our life. Anyway, right? I, I remember, you know, my, my biggest productivity tool at the telephone company was with my 52 employees is everybody had a separate list. Mm. So I had a list and we had this gigantic list that we just worked from. And each one of my managers had lists with their employees. And so when we got together on Thursday mornings at 830, everybody brought this list and we would all have this common list that we went through, right? That was easier because everybody was in one location. So now with my agency, you know, I have um, one productivity tool that just works with my graphic design group so that I put the task on there and then my lead guy assigns it to other people and then that produces things for, for my clients. 
Then I have my second tool that works for my content writing crew. And then um, I finally got it to connect to the social media crew so that as my content writers are writing, I don't have to touch it. Wow. It was like, it was like heaven because the social media wasn't getting posted because it was relying on me. But right. you know, in the end, I've got, you know, six tools that are all at $10 a month that, you know, may not seem, oh, it's just $10. But then when I started to look at it, yeah but then the tool also that i have that invoices that can do tasks that can assign it that everybody can be connected to and that one's 30 dollars a month and then what about the tool that just handles sales leads so that one is 300 a month, right so i've got all of these tools that cost me a minimum of 500 dollars a month just to run it and i know that um that one of the things that, that you said to me that's kind of haunted me over and over. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, no, no, but it, it, I think about it every time I add a new tool is, is are, you know, how much of your tool are you really using? Are you using 20% of it? Are, do you know that, that Word could handle this all for you, you know, with sharing these documents? So why do you put it in Dropbox and have to share the link every time to them? And then, you know, why don't you add them? I, all the time I'm thinking about, well, am I really using Outlook as, as well as I could? Or, you know, I stopped that because I didn't like it because it didn't look like Gmail. So then Gmail added tasks and I could add people and share mm -hmm. people, but I don't really know how to do that really well. So then I have this, it, it, it just goes on and on and on. And I think that most people are like me. I need somebody like you, you know, <laughs> to come in and really assess it and go, okay, yeah, that, that, do you realize that you're doing nothing, nothing? I mean, um, so, so go ahead and, and, and give me the tongue lashing, <laughs> how, how I can fix this. Well, you know, here's, um, if there's any comfort, you're not alone. Okay. <laughs> there are many, many people out there and it's what we do is that all of a sudden we have a fire. Yep. And we're like, what can I put toward this that's going to put out this this fire of this issue? And unfortunately, yes, it puts out that one fire, but now it's an isolated tool that doesn't connect to all the other parts and pieces. Um, I've, I've helped companies really do an overall assessment and figure out what is the best project management tool for them because they're extremely comprehensive and they sink across an entire company. You know, one of the companies had about 40 people in it, multitude of tasks, every different department. And we did a lot of research and testing and finding out what people needed, what they didn't need before we actually selected the final tool. Because even in a, you know, I mean, yes, you spend a lot individually and this company was gonna end up spending, you know, probably about $2,000 a month on their subscription because they had so many people involved. So you really have to put a lot of thought into it. And, you know, it's always what I call the ROI is the uh, the real organizing investment. Okay, there you go. <laughs> and that is to do, do all that research, do all that work ahead of time. Um, it's also the other thing that I call of kind of, you want things in the end to get accomplished from effort with ease that yes, it's gonna take some effort, but once that minor effort is done, it's gonna be very easy. So if people can just see through that, not look for easy first, look for the thing that yes, it's gonna be an effort to get to that end. Once I'm there, wow, it's gonna be so much easier. Yeah, I, well, I, 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 I just remember how I felt when I connected those two dots. And they were, you know, they were two people. Really, I was giving myself a gold medal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> woohoo! You know, and I should have done it months and months ago. But you know, it's oh, I, I, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And it was on one of those things that kept falling through the cracks. Yeah. And so I didn't notice it until, of course, one day I looked and said, "Okay, wow, how come this isn't getting posted?" and we're paying for articles that aren't showing up and, and they're not happening automatically. And it, it was a little tiny thing that needed, you know, an access that only I could do. So it's like, okay, you know, when does this become top level for me and when doesn't it? Um, yeah. 
I know that you you really worked with me on on uh, paper versus versus digital tools. So you shared your concerns about duplication and slipping through the cracks. You've given us the criteria to think about when sharing and syncing. You reminded us of uh, the red flags of missing paper and digital, you know, that look, you've written it and it's not there. Um, do you have more red flags that we should, that should make us go, okay, other than slipping through the cracks, right? But what are, what are the red flags that we would have when we're thinking about choosing digital and paper? Well, you know, I, I think what, what happens with this paper digital aspect. I'm going to I'm going to talk about that just a little bit more because it it really is the truth. People try and be so digital and like I'm going to be 100% digital and I'm like good luck. <laughs> okay, we're going to remove all the pens from your world and all of the post-its and all of the scratch paper. You're not going to ever be able to write anything down. The truth of it is, we do. So what you really have to do is kind of draw a line in the sand. And what you say is, here are the things that I will allow myself to write on paper. Here are the things that must be entered into a digital environment. And when you draw that line in the sand, things aren't going to slip through the cracks. And so now you know where to find it. That's one of the very first things. And then the other thing is, yes, I mean, all of my master's focus was on technology in the education arena. So I want people to use more digital. Yeah. And so if people can transition anything from paper to digital, there's this really, you know, it's like uh, like you're you're on the river and you got one foot in one boat and one foot in another boat and you need to make sure that they don't go like that. So you need to make sure that they go along parallel and in sync with each other. So when you are going to transition from one to the other, you yeah. kind of have to like just really cold turkey. <laughs> you just have to pull the plug and do it and pick one area, maybe a small area to say, all right, this is no longer going to be paper. This is only going to be digital. And now you're going to transition that one area. You're going to be catching yourself. Nope, I can't write that down. I need to put it in. And there are two really great ways that you can actually transition from paper to digital. And one of them is that so many um, programs now, as long as you print fairly reasonably, that you can search a document for a written word. And that is really awesome. I don't know if anybody ever uses, you know, you mentioned Dropbox, but the other one is Evernote. And if you have a sheet of paper that you have written, you can take a picture of it, put it in Evernote, and it will search for written word. So you can get that paper in there. And that's really awesome. The other thing to make use of, which is just, uh, I mean, it's such a time saver. But instead of writing it down, if you're somebody that likes to speak it, we all have speakers that do voice to text in our phones and on our digital tools and such. So try those two things, either using something that you can write that you can still search through digitally or that you can actually just speak it. And I, I think those two really help people kind of kind of migrate, you might say, from paper into digital. Sure. Well, I noticed that, you know, there's there's some um, especially when I go to conferences, I will see some of the younger folks that know they're not writing it down and they are tablet driven, you know, hundred percent of the time, right? They've always got their tablet, but their tablet looks like my desk. There's like 50 notes that they can't find. Right. So, you know, it's not like, I don't think that that's any better. Do you? Excellent point. I'm so glad you said that because there is so much digital clutter that occurs. And it's the reason that it's not, um, maybe not as talked about is yeah. because it's not visible. You know, it, it's hidden, you know, in megabytes and kilobytes and it's not sitting on your desktop. So it's a little easier to ignore. And we do have, which it's a great thing to use. And that is being able to search for a document based on a word or something like that. But as even so, if you don't have a good system for how you are organizing your digital information, oh, 
I mean, that's just a whole, a whole other can of worms. But you are really, really right in bringing up this point that people have to have a really good way to organize their digital world. Yeah, that's well, so very wait, what's your What's your best tip to doing that? So one of my um, uh, great friends, and she actually, we recorded hers yesterday, and she was saying how she does, she's an exclusive online marketer, but she starts with her notebook. Mm. Starts with writing out so that when she gets online or to build the page to um, send out the email, it's just typing and putting it in instead of typing there and then hoping that it says what you want it to say. And, and so that's, that's her like best tip of, yes, I use them both, but I have this notebook that's there for inspiration with me all the time. So, you know, what, what's like your, your best tip for organizing digitally? Mm. It's what I call P do. That's P D E W P do P do you got to P do it. And what that is, is that's paper. Okay. Digital documents, email, and your web browser. Those are four areas of your life holding your information. They must all have the exact same information structure. So when you think about the outline of folders, of file folders that you might have, yes, in a file cabinet drawer, or your inbox folders, your document folders, keep the structure exactly the same in every one of those environments and really put some thought into what you want that structure to be. And there's no right or wrong. It really has to be based on how you think. Because now you know two things. Everybody says, oh, well, you got to be able to find it. That's not the most important thing. To me, what what gets it done is that you know where to put it. If you know where to put that email, if you know where to put that document, if you know where to put that piece of paper, if you know where to put it, you're going to find it. Right? So put the emphasis on being able to know where to put it. And when you think through that structure, um, there's a lot of things I could say about it, but it, it really is worth giving a lot of thought to and then making each one of those environments the same. Then all you have to do is go, oh, right, there was that marketing uh, piece that Rochelle sent out um, for how to how to write great marketing headlines. Now you just have to know, was it in paper? Was it in an email? Was it a document I saved? And you can go right to that folder and you know it's going to be there. I, I love that because I don't have that same structure across mine. P do. Okay. I will make sure that I start <laughs> with that. Um, but I know that when I have places for things like in my wallet, I know where my debit card is always. So that if I open my wallet and my debit card isn't there, I know that that's a problem. So I always put it back in the same place every single time. And that's just, especially now with my memory, (laughs) it it just helps me get to it. So, so that makes perfect, perfect, perfect sense. Um, can it, so what are some of the best types of productivity tools you talked about? There were some that you really liked and, and, um, give it, give us some examples of those. You bet. I can can Um, keep asking you questions to, to fix this mess I got forever. Well, I love to fix messes, so I'm I'm up for that. Um, well, so productivity tools, they come in a couple of different categories, and we're just going to talk about three of them because they seem to be the most common commonly used. Yeah. Task management, project management, and calendar management. So those three productivity tools are what you need to address first. Now, some people say, oh, task management, project management, Aren't they one and the same? I say no. Here's the difference. Task management are those very short, one-off things that you just need to do. Project management tools are the things that have multiple steps and they're ongoing and you might be sharing it with other people and it's more involved. It's going to take a longer bit of time. So there's a definite, and this is one of those places where I know I talked about the line in the sand with paper and digital, but it's the same thing. There's a line in the sand between what goes into a task management tool and what goes into a project management tool. So 
task management tools. Let me give you a couple of examples and what it must do for you. So a task management tool, first of all, it must be easy to document things. You must be really quick to put it down to also then retrieve things out of it and to check it off. Boom, boom, boom. I need to put it down. I need to get it back, check it off. And a couple of those examples are like Google Tasks, Remember the Milk, To Doodle, Workflowy. You know, there's a whole lot of them out there. And my favorite one actually is Wonderlist. Um, it's W-U-N-D-E-R-L-I-S-T, Wonderlist. Love it. I am in and out of that multiple times a day. Um, and, and in a business environment, it's great. It does all of my business management. But I just, you know, there's always those examples in a personal life, which these are tasky things. So let me just share you one of the things that I just love about this program. Um, is that you can share a list with people. You can put due dates. You can sync it with your calendar. So if you want it to come over and populate your calendar, you can. I don't need it to. I have the reminder just pop up in my app. But when you share those lists, then what happens, and again, here's a personal life example, is that my husband and I have a shared list for groceries. And we have all the different stores and we have all the different items on it that we normally get. And so... Either one of us going to the store, we pull it up and we know what's there. It's not like a, hey, can you remember to buy this or can you stop and, or text messages that then you're in the store and you don't go back and look at the text message. So and then also, I mean, what I absolutely love is then when Brian goes to the grocery store and he's checking these things off the list, bing, bing, I get all these reminders. I'm like, great, he got he got my greens for me. He got this for me, you know, and bing, 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 bing. And I can tell that it's done. So that's that task management that just it's a personal life thing. But oh, my gosh, it saves us so much time. So many return trips to a grocery store, you know, I mean, just. Think about that. Instead of going to go back to the store, you got 30 minutes to sit and put your feet up. Oh, right. no, what a concept. Just happened this morning, you know, that I was calling going, hey, remember the parsley? Well, what kind of parsley? Well, you know, <laughs> the curly one, you know, we're going back and forth. It'd been really nice if we'd had just a shared task that here's the yeah. here's the, you know, this is the one that we always get, right? Instead of uh, trying to figure that out. No, I love that one. I love yeah. that one. I, I could go on and on, but... <laughs> well, you know, I think um, one of the things that, that I had to learn, too, is um, what's a task and what's a project, because another time that I was feeling guilty is I wasn't getting to the end of my list. Well, because I had to assess, is this a task or is this a project with multiple tasks? So it would stay there for days and I would feel this overwhelm. And so I love that 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 you made the distinction. So talk about some of the tools that you use for product, I mean, um, projects. Absolutely, there's some really great ones out there. Um, and the criteria is that it really must be easy to plot out those multiple steps. The other thing that's really key for entrepreneurs and people who have repeat customers is that you must be able to repeat the system for a new project. So you might have your checklist of the top seven things you do with a new client. And so once you put that in there and you check those off, you need to be able to duplicate that for another new client. So you're not having to re-enter those things. Yes. So to me, that is a huge time saver. What are your seven steps? And they have to be able to repeat for a new project. Um, it also has to have a really good span over a long duration. It has to, you know, be able to, to deal with the plotting out of, okay, so we're going to target getting this done in two weeks. Now I'm going to target getting this done by the end of the quarter. And I'm going to target getting this done. So it needs to be able to have for one project, those multiple milestones, you might say. Got it. Um, has to hold subtasks and steps, has to really be really good for collaborating and sharing. And if you're collaborating and sharing, it has to be really good for accountability. So those are some of the criteria that I really look at for project management programs that, you know, how do they hold up to these different uh, criteria? And, you know, sometimes a plain old paper checklist can actually do that job if it's just for you. So I'm not going to totally, you know, I'm not going to like shame paper, 
because a paper checklist can be very helpful. So just make copies of it, put it in the front of a folder, whatever it might be. So a checklist is a good one. Um, Asana, Microsoft Project, QuickBase, OneNote, Evernote, you know, some are free if you're just using it yourself for a certain um, uh, volume and certain space. And then when you start to really actually use it with a larger group of people, you know, there's going to be most likely a monthly fee for it. That's just the way the good projects are. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that I do want to say about that is what I've sure found about project management tools is that there's two ends of the spectrum and you have to figure out where you want to be on that spectrum. There are some project management tools that are very simple and clean cut, but they don't have a lot of flexibility. Then there are some that have a ton of flexibility and ability to really customize it for what you need, but they're a lot more complicated. Sure. So you have to kind of pick, you know, how much customization or how much do you want just a really general template? Um, you know, you got to have tech savvy people. If you're sharing it with people, they have to be able to use this project management tool. And, you know, so there's kind of a, you got to really review them. <laughs> I remember in the telephone business, you know, that's how it was with the billing system. Yeah, like our IT people love to bill it a certain way. However, my customer service department, it didn't work for them for, you know, trying to find the bill and this. It would take them too long when they had a customer on the phone. And, and so that was a constant fight between the two that, you know, I got to be mama bear all the time and settle it down. And we had to, had <laughs> to you know, by the time the customization was done, now it's out of our price range. Right. So that's right. That's right. You always think through is that, you know, what can you give up? What can you be okay with as long as it has, you know, these four things? And I think um, it's important to always look at things that way. Yeah, there is a um, it will go unnamed, but it's a CRM project management massive program out there. And it's so complicated that you have to hire somebody from the company to come and customize it for you. If you really, you know, when when you look at all the nuances of the program, the amount of time it takes to customize it. So you have to really look and see, is that where you want to go with it? So, you know, uh, it's just one of the pitfalls of really high customization. Sure, sure. It's like, and then it, it's outdated. So all the customization that we did, right, were really band-aids. So it's kind of like what you said to me earlier about, you know, I was putting out fires and that's how I was buying systems instead of really sitting back and planning out what I want. So I know that from a marketing standpoint, right? Is that I need to know where I'm going. I need to know what my end goal is. Um, but I think, you know, that's just my, my gift and my purpose. Whereas, you know, it's so important to get somebody who understands what you're doing to come in and at least, you know, look through it and ask those questions. Cause I'm not going to say that the questions weren't painful. Because you asked me some really painful questions. <laughs> and then, you know, to you, that's just how your brain works, right? But but to me, it was because I, I was having to make decisions and and no, you know, and you're like, well, paper or digital? Well, I don't know. Okay, so you're like, all right. Well, Do I have to decide right now? <laughs> well, how about we work with, you know, and then, then I had to be okay with not being married to the way that I was doing it and be open to you know, that there is a better way. And I think that, um, that that's, that's kind of, that, that leads me to probably my favorite question that I love asking you guys. And that is tell, tell me about your favorite client customer. You know, tell me about that. You mean besides you? Ah, oh, thank you. Yay. <laughs> besides, me. um, you know, it, it's, it's going to be a combination of favorite clients. Because what I find is that when somebody is ready to make a change and they want things to be easier in their life, yep. they're really, really open to making that change. They're open to hearing a different way. They're open to understanding that they're going to have to make some changes. They're going to have to change their habits. And when they're open to it and they know that their effort is going to get them to an end result of a better lifestyle, better results, 
then it's really easy to continue to encourage them. You know, um, I always like it when, and, and again, I see a multitude of faces, you know, and that is that when, when I work with people, I like to teach them a strategy and a, and a way to do some one particular task, but it's not a rote way to do it. It's applying a strategy. And so when I get them to understand how to think about that, then what happens is the next time I talk to them, they're like, oh, remember what we did here? I did that over here all by myself, you know, and they're applying that strategy. And I'm like, oh, thank you. It's just, it's, it's, that means to me that they are changing the way that they're doing things to get closer to the results that they want. And that to me is, is just a favorite person to work with because they're willing to invest the time. They know that they have to break old habits. They're open to new ideas and they get excited about the success that they're going to have. And that, and that truly is, you know, I I joke about, you know, what is wrong, but, you know, I look at 80% rule and 80% of me is really so much better than what it was before I met you, right? <laughs> before you came in my life. I am, I do have structure and, and things that I, I stopped, you know, I mean, there's so many habits I could like go on for like years about, okay, well, this one I got from you, this one I got from you, even just writing down at the end of the day, my accomplishments. Mm. You know, I think that I, I had spent so long with, with just uh, getting, you know, look at these are the things I didn't get done instead of, okay, well, what did I get done? And it changed my mood. It changed, um, you know, it, it helped me build momentum and confidence to keep going. Yeah. I'm grateful forever for that. Oh. For you. And I'm just right. so grateful that you're in my life. And, and I didn't think that I was going to love this summit more than, more than I, I mean, I'm like absolutely loving it because I get to share my friends and, and my little secrets with, you know, with the world and go, okay, well, this is how I get to accomplish what I accomplish. This is how, you know, it wasn't me. It was me and all of these different people and how they influence me to, to, you know, have a better straighter line instead of those circles that entrepreneurship, <laughs> you know, where you go back and you do it again and again and again. And I, I kept assessing, okay, I've got a problem here. So what's my solution and how can I get somebody to help me with it? And, and uh, I just absolutely, absolutely love that. Hey, you, we are so grateful that you are part of MDE Nation. Are you enjoying this episode? Let me know what you think, especially if you have a question. I would love to answer it personally. You can go to rochelleshaw.com forward slash podcast to get more information about each episode or to be reminded of the MDE weekly assignment and so much more. Go to rochelleshaw.com forward slash podcast. So my final question before, um, cause I know you've got some free things that you want to give some folks and, and you've taken your self guide that I absolutely, absolutely love and will help them go step by step. And you've made it just, just, you know, five under $5. What is wrong with it? $5? You know what I mean? So, so I thank you so much for that gift for them. Um, but tell me, you know, what's the one thing that you think? that uh, our audience needs to do to just really crush 2019. You know, we're right in the middle and this is, you know, you get, you get to make a decision six months from now, you don't have to be the same that you are right now. And so right. what's the one thing that you think that they should do or can do, or, you know, top three or whichever, you know, as your brain thinks, cause I see you categorizing and, and color coding <laughs> it and making it right. <laughs> well, what would you think that they are? Um, I always tell people, pick one thing, pick one thing that you desperately need to fix, correct, improve, change, whatever it might be, and do it. Just focus on that any free time. Don't try and fix this and fix this and fix this and fix this because what's going to happen is that none of it's going to get fixed. So pick one, be dedicated to investing what you need to do to make that change. Stick to it. Hold yourself accountable. Get somebody that's going to hold you accountable. Get some some uh, resource and support 
Um, but, but just pick that one thing that's creating, I always say, pick the thing that's creating the most gosh darn frustration in your life and take it on. And then you start the next year with this fresh breath of being able to take on all of the things that you want to do in the coming year. Sure. Because you just, you know, accomplished this thing that was creating so much havoc and now everything else seems like a little thing. Oh, I love that. I, I love that. Love that. Love that. Love. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, <laughs> Brenda, Brenda Molly. Yay! Yay, 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 yay. So underneath this, you can find out ways to get her, to get in touch with her, to have her come out if you need her to do, because she set up my office for me. She said, okay, where do we need the desk? I mean, and if you really need her to handle your closet, because is that still your favorite thing to do too? I love doing, I mean, I, I love companies and entrepreneurs and, but you know, there's just nothing like having a really great organized closet. You're in it at least twice a day. At least. You need to streamline it. You need to go in and feel so awesome when you're in there. So yeah, I, I love doing closets. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, she is. She is a master of her brain works in such a way that it's just phenomenal. I just um, am so grateful again uh, that you came and spent an hour with me instead of, you know, 30 minutes, which I thank you for that. <laughs> no problem. No problem. And I have one question for you and yes. for everybody before we leave. Okay. Um, and that is, do you know what the difference between a canoe versus a rowboat? And you're thinking, any thoughts? Give us one thing. What's the difference between them? Um, yes. Okay. So the canoe rows like this and then uh -huh. rows together. Is that right? Oh, that, that's one of the many options. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But that's one. not the answer you wanted. Okay. No, but that's okay. That's okay. You know, some people say, well, a canoe is one or a rowboat is Okay. You know, so there's all that kind of stuff, but here's what the difference is. I want everybody to be a canoe, get in your canoe and get going. Because when you are in a rowboat and you row, you're actually looking backward. You're only seeing where you've been. Okay. When you're in a canoe, you're looking forward and you're paddling and you're looking to the future. So I always encourage people, get in your canoe and get going. Get out of the rowboat. Don't look back. Start from this day forward and blaze a trail. Yes, bravo, bravo, bravo. You are amazing. You are amazing. I just, again, thank you so much. And I'm getting in my canoe and going. Perfect. Forward. Yes, yes, yes. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Thank you. See you all later.